off-the-cuff cooking with Craig Mitchell is relaunching again, and we'll talk about it on this episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. This episode is brought to you by FunWise Capital. FunWise Capital is a business lender matching platform. Avoid the mystery of one-sided deals. Connect with FunWise to get the very best funding you can qualify for fast. You can apply online in 60 seconds or less, and there's no effect to your credit to see how much you can get. It's easy. Use the funding for anything you need to start or grow your business. You did hear me correctly. I did say start or grow your business. If you don't have a business yet, but you got a solid business plan, they can help you get funding. Get the best funding you can qualify for. Their strategic lender matching platform searches through hundreds of lenders to find the very best possible option for your unique situation. They have hundreds of five-star reviews on Google, Trustpilot, and Facebook, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They provide unsecured lines of credit at 0% interest for 9 to 15 months. Unsecured term loans, loans based on income, short-term gap funding, and bridge loans. They work with real estate, startups like I already mentioned, franchises, restaurants, any kind of business, any kind of project. To get started, it's really easy. Just go to apply.funwise.com slash minddog. That's apply.funwise.com slash minddog. Get money for your business now. Fly.funwise.com slash mind dog. Is everybody ready for the mind dog to make it to the show? Hey, they. Welcome, my friends, to yet another episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. I'm Matt Napo. Thanks for coming. It's great to have you here. As always, Craig Mitchell is back with us tonight. He's um, he's about to relaunch off the cuff cooking again. Uh, I got to give the guy credit for persistence. You got you you're dedicated to an idea. Got to stick it through. Nobody ever. Well, I shouldn't say nobody ever. Very few people. Uh, hit the mark on their first time, first attempt at, at, at a target. So <laughs> it's a difficult thing, folks. You got to keep, you got to keep trying and you got to keep persistent. If you, if you believe in what you're doing, stay persistent. I have to point out that Craig is also a Mets fan, uh, which means he kind of likes uh, pain. <laughs> and we're going to talk to him about that too, uh, probably as well as everything about the show and the, um, the big bad broadcast, which he is a co-host of, as well as off the cuff cooking. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please open your ears, open your minds, and help me welcome back Craig Mitchell to the Mind Dog TV podcast. Craig, welcome back. Hey, thanks. Thank you so much for having me, Matt. You're right. It's a relaunch. You know, I'm relaunching more than the I don't know than the Tesla. Program. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Tesla. <laughs> there you go. SpaceX. <laughs> Oh, the yeah. mine, doesn't, mine doesn't land nicely. It kind of crashes and burns up the surrounding area, but that's okay. Interestingly enough, I had a, uh, a friend of uh, Elon Musk's on last night who was a former head of NASA or, or deputy administrator of NASA. Wait, and, wait, he has friends? Yeah, well, yes, because why, why wouldn't he be her friend? She helped him get the contract with the government that's making him billions of dollars off of well, SpaceX. Okay. Why, wouldn't she, why wouldn't he be her friend? You'd a be friend a, with benefits. Yes. Uh, 
But I was, you know, talking about that, about, you know, basically how much he's making off that, off the government. And is that transparent? Uh, and can we know about that? But she said, what difference does it make? If he's helping, if he's saving tax dollars money, uh, taxpayers money, and he's benefiting the people, you know, what, what do we care how much he makes? I, I personally, you know, I know that he's uh, polarizing and divisive, but uh, I'm sorry. When I, when I saw his rocket land on that floating platform in the Atlantic and not blow, I was like, this is like some futuristic 1950 sci-fi stuff come to life. Yeah. I mean, it blew me away. I'm a big space fan. I'm, I'm a big Mets fan and a big space fan. So, well, if you can send the Mets out of space, I think you've got you. <laughs> no, uh, you don't remember the Mercury Mets way back when? Mercury Mets. No, they well, did a they did a sci-fi game where they dressed in futuristic uniforms. And I think that was during the, it had to be during the time, and I'm still on my time where I'm not really paying attention. I, I pay attention at least to what is fed to me on Twitter. That's all I really know. Oh, there you go. Okay, uh, but I, I no, I don't. I can't. I can't get emotionally invested in anything. I can't. I can't pay attention to it. If it I hurts. Do, it hurts. Yeah. I'm also a Jets fan, so. Uh, so you're a masochist in a major big way, and I get that. I mean, yeah. I know lots of people who oh, are. Masochist. Chris Monty is going to be with me next week. He's a big Mets fan and Jets fan as well. I don't know if you can call me a masochist, although I do use I use jumper cables for nipple clamps. So maybe that's true. I don't know. <laughs> nice. uh, so, yeah, so uh, tell the people about Off the Cuff again and why you're launching again and where you're launching again and how they can get to it. Off the Cuff Healthy Cooking Craig Mitchell is uh, my baby. I created this about uh, five years ago. Uh, I was diagnosed as a type 2 diabetic. I was 400 pounds. Uh, a lot of health stuff has come down since then, and I'm very grateful that I got my type 2 diabetes under control with diet only. And somebody told me to write a book. Instead, I wrote, I, I said I'd rather perform, and I started to do a comedy cooking show. And uh, all the shows are available on YouTube. If you go to the, uh, if you go to the YouTube, if you go to Off the Cuff uh, with Craig Mitchell on YouTube, you can see the earliest episodes where I absolutely sucked. I mean, right. it, it's, let me interrupt you just really quickly there, because I know I, I was really, um, I don't know, influential in you guys changing the name from ba Baby Boomers whatever it was. To, oh, yeah. Uh, bitching baby boomers to Big right. Bad Broadcast. Right. That's a really long time uh, for people to type in. Uh, scrolling across the bottom now. YouTube.com slash C for channels. I think it's just off the I think cuff it's, healthy cooking. I think it's just off the cuff with Craig Mitchell. I, I, I pretty much don't say healthy cooking anymore, but that's what my logo says, so I say it once in a while. Yeah, but to get to the YouTube, that's the URL that actually... I think you don't... I don't think you need the healthy cooking. Let me just check. But uh, I'm, I'm actually going to go YouTube and check. Oh, but it's in there. I copied and pasted it from them. <laughs> I, I see it. Um, I don't know. Uh, you but can go so to YouTube. You, you, uh, yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt. But see, I would, I would. Here's what I would recommend: you buy uh, a really cheap domain like OTC uh, .net or OTC.tv for $10 a year or $15 a year, whatever it is, and have it point to that. <laughs> well, my webpage, I do have a webpage. 
Ah. And that and that webpage is anti-disestablishment terrorism off the <laughs> uh, it's 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 off the cuff of Craig Mitchell. Uh, ah. That's what that's dot that's com dot net dot com. Okay. It's off the cuff with craigmitchell.com. And uh, it's currently running my debut episode that I'm going to be debuting on July 2nd on this Saturday. Well, if it's Uh, currently running it, you already debuted it. Well, only only for people who know. And only for people who know that it's on the website. Otherwise, I didn't publicize that. It's kind of like a sneak peek. Ah. Yeah. Okay. I've been on a streaming network. I was on yours, which I'm still extremely grateful that you had me on. Uh, but back then, it was a 12-minute show. I, I moved to another streaming network that did not fare so well. But for about six months, my show was airing every Thursday at 7.30, like on, like on a network TV. And it was awesome. But they pushed me to go to half-hour shows. I didn't think I was capable of that. But now it's a half-hour long. I've added segments. And I, I'm extremely proud of the show right now. I think it's, it's way beyond what I ever thought it could be at this point. It, and I think it's a lot of fun. Well, good for you. Now, uh, I would have said to him, you know what? You want me to go to half hour? You're gonna get. You're gonna help me get more people, uh, more. You know, pay for some extra staff. I got. That's extra work for you. No, it is. I, 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 I and it's pretty much a one man, a one man uh, operation. Although, I do have plenty of actors such as yourself, uh, actors and performers who volunteer their time. And I mean, some talented people have come on and played goofy characters and and stuff like that. And it really, I. It, I can't tell you how much I treasure that. It's, you know, it's I love the food. I love showing low carb eating, uh, cooking, and all that. But man, the comedy—that's really the core of my soul. I, I have to be funny, or it's it, it's a no go for me. All right, get, give me because uh, I haven't seen I haven't seen a half hour yet. Um, but w- they were fine at fifteen minutes, in my view. What what did you add that in fifteen extra minutes? Because the rest of, you were pretty succinct with the recipes. Now, did yeah. you add more comedy? What, yeah, more com- the comedy bits now instead of running a minute thirty or two minutes might and I, I you know might run maybe three and a half minutes, uh, uh, and they're paced quickly so it doesn't like drag, and I uh, uh, I added the second part of the dish like in the in the uh, episode that's debuting Saturday, um, uh, it's I make I make uh, sugar free uh, cookies and cream ice cream, uh-huh. and that's the first part, and then the second part I make sugar free chocolate syrup. But in between, I, I came up with an idea for something called Food Facts. And basically, in that segment, I talk about uh, the history of the food or foods we're preparing on the show. And, of course, there's comedy involved in that, too, sometimes. Well, a lot of the times as well. So, uh-huh. And that's uh, – I uh, people have told me that's their favorite part of the show. What's disappointing is my, my, my producer even said that, and uh, so I had to fire him. But it's okay. Uh, <laughs> um, no, he said, no, he said it's his favorite part of the show. He loves, you know, it's kind of like if you watch the History Channel has a show called um, Foods That Made Him, you know. Uh, you know don't, don't plug them. Just I'm say sorry. the History Channel has a show. Don't give the oh, name out. Has a show that basically shows you how food came to be, and that's kind of what the, some channel has it. I don't know. Yeah, but mine, yeah, mine, yeah, mine is the best. Is. That's funny. It's probably, uh, it's, what's the Mets channel? It's, uh, sports, it's, I don't know. SMY? Yeah, that's one. Well, basically, you know, in food facts, I do tell real facts about the food, but I also have cutaways like Family Guy, where all of a sudden they'll just go, boop, and it'll just be a silly scene. So I have a blast with all this stuff. I like that. 
I like that. Now, uh, are you doing it in like seasons, 13, uh, 13 episode seasons, or what are you doing? What's the- I'm doing it in 22 episode seasons because uh, I have OCD, and that's what TV does, so I'm going to do that too. I thought TV did thir- to, uh, four 13 week seasons. Yeah, actually, old TV used to do that. Now it can be eight, it can be 13, it can be four, whatever the hell they put that's out so there. And that's probably how long it's been since I've had TV. I don't have cable, so I wouldn't know these things. But I always- no, You know, it's, it's true. It's like, uh, I mean, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which is like a, one of a fantastic show, only has 10 episodes. Wow. That's it. it, it the original Star Trek, I think, had almost 30. Right. So, but it's like each, but each episode's like a freaking film. But anyway, uh, yeah, I do 22. Um, and also, I have a, I have a, uh, I, it's now called the Off the Cuff Network on, on, uh, on Spot, uh, Spotify and also on YouTube. And uh, here now the news with Jerry Barmash is part of the network. Oh, cool! I, I know you're familiar with Jerry. Yeah, and, I, uh, I am. I haven't heard from him in a while. I know I follow him, but I just don't see him on on, on social media at all. I, his stuff doesn't pop up for me. Yeah, know. he's doing. All, yeah, he 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 posts all the time about his show. But his show is going to debut on my network. We're going to alternate weeks. I'm going to do a show every two weeks. So I debut on July second. His show debuts on July 9th, and we're going to alternate. So there's always going to be no sh- new show every week on the network. That's a little weird, no? What food and news? Yeah, it's going back and forth between so, you know people who don't know what to if their schedule is off. Hey, I'm going to see the food show this week. Oh wait, this is the news guy. I'm not into well, news. Well, <laughs> well, the good thing about Spotify is the episode's going to be my ep- my episode's still going to be there. It's right. just that his will be the newest show, so you can watch gotcha. both. Gotcha. Yeah, and the same same with YouTube. All the episodes are going to be there. And but, uh, I why uh, no nah, I don't care I mean but what why why why, why the, the partnership there will be Jerry Sparmer saved my life in the war and I owe it to him and I, I think it's, it's really about saving saving a couple of bucks isn't it no there's no there's no <laughs> there's no money no production costs <laughs> here's the thing Jerry and I Jerry and I were part of a a YouTube network for a while well actually I didn't even debut on it but he I'm not going to say the name of it. And the big bad broadcast was the history. Too. The history YouTube. It was yeah. a history channel. I might as well say it. I mean, <laughs> let's just be honest. You know, I uh, know it was. It was not. It, it, it was a YouTube channel, and we had massive disagreement. A, a big a drama exploded. I can't get any more specific than drama exploded. Uh, I decided not to be a part of it, and then Jerry got kicked out of it because he's my friend. I. And uh, he's known well, me. They well. kicked him out because he was your friend. Is that what yeah? Because he you're, they, you're, kept, you're. <laughs> they kept trying to turn him against me. You know, like you know, you gotta understand, Craig's out of his mind. He goes, he, and he's like, I've known Craig longer than you've been alive. It's a young. What? And so he, yeah, it was effed up, man. I can't, I can't, I can't say anything more about it. But uh, so I said, Jerry, I'm gonna start a network. I'll get you on it, and we'll 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 we'll, we'll promote your show and. We'll just be food and news, and we just said okay. No, I think it's a good. I mean, he's he's got a great show. He's had Anthony Fauci. He's interviewed Anthony Fauci, Anthony Scaramucci, uh, celebrities. Uh, he's he's always it's always super interesting. That's good. I try to get Scaramucci. I I haven't been able to get any response out of him. I don't I don't think I'd be interested in talking to Fauci ever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's uh, good for him. I'm glad he's doing well with it. Yeah, and uh, there's a possibility that down the road the BBB may join another network I'm forming, but we'll see where that goes. 
but uh, I, I'm 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 trying to become like you know the new Rupert Murdoch. No, I'm not. I'm just, so, no. um, with diabetes too, how big is how, how big a uh, segment of the population is that? How many? It's you know? getting bigger every day. It's one of the biggest. Uh, it's it's it's. I think I think I just saw yesterday on uh, on TV that over one third of the U.S. population is pre-diabetic. Mm. Yeah, and, and that's just and, me. And uh, no, um, <laughs> you know, it, it is not, not to make light of it. It's true. Right, but now do most people deal with it by modifying their diet, or do they just uh, pump insulin and, and drugs and deal with it that way? Sadly, uh, Matt, when I see these commercials on TV, and I'll, I'll, I'll also talk about how I started all this, but um, I see these commercials where they talk about getting your A1C under seven. You know, but the goal should be to get it under six. Um, my my uh, A1C in 2020 was five six, and that was with no medication, and that's almost no trace of diabetes because of the eating habits, and that's where you should go to. If you if you have a six eight, you're you're still you know you're you're not doing massive damage to your body, but you're not in a good place. Right. I don't. But they but all the advertisements seem to say if you're under seven. And I, I think that's because I know a lot of people who take medication and, and eat whatever the hell they want, and they go, I don't understand it. My blood sugar's high. You're eating all the things that are wrong for you. I mean, the medicine can only, you know, you know, like metformin and things, it only helps your body produce more insulin. But if you're eating more than, you're, you know, eating more than your body can handle, your insulin resistance is going to raise your blood sugar and make you fatter. Right. But the, uh, I, I get that. But the question really is, how many people are actually doing that? Like, how many? It's it's a marketing, a market research question. How much interest is there in for people who are actually going to cook their own specialty foods, rather than people who are just looking to take a pill or a shot or whatever? It, it's a it's a great question, and it's, got, it's I think it has to be kind of a hybrid because there are some people who want who I see begging on Facebook groups. You know, I, I need a cookie for my husband. He's type two. His blood sugar real high. He needs a cookie he can eat. And I can just flip them a recipe going, this recipe is good. Yeah, go ahead, do it. If you know, I mean, if you want to buy it at a store, you can, but it's going to be really expensive. And a lot of them really aren't good. Yeah. I had a, 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 a lady on uh, Janice Presser who cooks for, I think, her, I don't know, life partner or whatever, whoever she the Danny, who's her author, uh, I don't know if she's married to him or not, but she cooks for him. He's got a situation, and every time I like talking about getting fat and eating stuff, she offers recipes and stuff like that. But not everybody has somebody to cook for him, and not everybody is a cook, you know. And I can watch your show, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be able to cook. It's true. <laughs> well, my show is, and I say this in my in my Bible, I say that I'm not a cook either. I'm not a chef. But Come what on, I you're do, wearing is, a, you're wearing a chef's shirt. You tell me you're lying. You're a phony. It's only it's only for cleanliness. I want to keep it off. You know, I'm <laughs> a phony. You, uh, you don't no. come here wearing a chef's shirt and then tell me people you're not a chef. I'm not a trained chef. Let's put it I'm that. Not, way. I don't have a mustache. Yes, you do. I see it. It's a it's a, it's a phony. I know. It's no, amazing. but what I'm what, taste, <laughs> see, I don't. Um, but no, I. Uh, but the thing is, I I I, I basically say I'm not a trained chef. And I'm trying to show you these low-carb recipes that anybody can master. Because if I can do it, you can do it. I can't and do that, it. that's basically the idea. I can't do it. 
I, it's not like I, I'm the guy anyway because I wouldn't care. I I just as soon eat what I like to eat and drop dead than be healthy. Unfortunately, yeah. Mm. With diabetes, you might not drop dead. You might go a piece at a time. That's a scary part of it. Yeah, I'm gonna go a piece of. I've been going a piece at a time for the last forty years. I seriously have. I mean, I got a bad attitude about things. I know this, and I'm not trying to turn people off your show at all. I'm just saying, for me, I'm no, I'll do that. Just, yeah, I got that. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, I think I have a ghost here. Something just moved on its own. Uh oh. Um, I, no, I don't know. I, I'm just a pessimist about my own situation. Oh. And I'm, you know, there was an earthquake in South Carolina today, about an hour ago, and I was sorry it didn't get me. I'm I'm a thousand miles away, but I'm. I just, You're sorry it didn't get you. Yeah, I wanted to get. I wanted. I just like waiting for the asteroid to just fucking take me out. Uh, it's coming, man. It's coming. I, I mean, sorry, things are just getting so weird. I mean, I've been I've been alive I've been alive for sixty two years, Matt. Sixty eight things are just going crazy. I don't know. Yeah. why I did the old man voice. Maybe I know. say sixty two. <laughs> <I do it. laughs> no, I, I, but the thing is, there's a lot. There's a lot of people who are interested in keto, and uh, I a lot of my recipes are keto friendly. So that's all right. Another- now tell me about that because I hear about it. I don't know anything about it. It's, what is it? Is that well? Keto was the Green Hornet sidekick, and what? No, I'm sorry, that's Keto. Keto uh, is when you eat less than 20 grams of carbs per day, you go into what's called ketosis. Keto, uh, and when you go into ketosis, your body burns fat for energy because you're not giving it really any carbs, you're just basically going high, high protein. Um, there's also modified keto and there's low carb. There's a whole all different types. Uh, people who are keto don't believe in they believe in straight carbs. They don't believe in net carbs. Uh, I, I I eat probably between forty and sixty net carbs a day, and that's considered low carb for me. Okay, now this keto thing is that just for people uh, people who are overweight, or is it people who who have diabetes too? Or, or it's for it's for anybody. It's anybody who's overweight, somebody who's wanting helps with diabetes, and somebody who just wants to stay trim um it, it's kind of good for all, all you know and there's some controversy they say that when you raise ketones it can be damaging to your to your kidneys but they haven't proven that um a lot of doctors say, think it's harmful a lot of ho- doctors say it's fantastic uh it all started with dr atkins the diet revolution back in the 70s with that book that's basically what it was it was the beginning of keto i have a, mm-hmm. I, I have a whole theory about this whole obesity thing because travis travis uh what the hell's travis's last name lipsky he was on the program on the morning program a couple of days ago but one before i got kicked off twitter before i got put in twitter jail he was telling me about he showed me some dumb meme that he he found where four really fat guys in in the ocean and then uh, that was said uh 19 uh 2022 and then to the side of that was 1970 and there were like a hundred really thin people and i was like no i know obesity has uh, has increased since 1970 but i think that's an way too much of an exaggeration because i was around in the 70s and we we had you know, we had skinny people, we had fat people, we had, you know, we. But I, I remember as many fat people in the 70s as I do now. And I think they changed the way we measure obesity because right now in, in, in today's world, I think I would be labeled as obese, where in 1970, I don't think I would be labeled as obese. And I think it's too 
to your point, we're talking about uh, Atkins. I think it's about all the corporations that are, are making money off of diets and diet pills and uh, gyms and whatever, every fitness thing. So they lowered the way we measure obesity. Everybody feels like they have to have to get fit, get, lose weight, all that kind of stuff. It's a billion, multi-billion dollar industry, you know, weight loss, health foods, uh, diet pills, vitamins, gyms, all of that combined, your take on what It's a very valid point. The one thing I would point out, though, and this is something that came to light with me, like when I, when I first started this, I dropped 100 pounds very quickly. Uh, and I stopped sugar and I stopped, mo- you know, most of the carbs. And uh, in my opinion, you know, soft drinks, sugary, you know, candy, chocolates, uh, putting sugar in everything is one of the reasons why we have type 2 diabetes, not necessarily obesity, because I know a lot of people who aren't obese are going type 2. I'm like, why am I type 2? You know, it's because you're you're pounding your body with sugar and causing insulin resistance. Now, for me, and I can't explain this, except I, I have to go through some tests with the doctors. I, I rarely go over 2,000 calories a day and rarely over 1,600 and I, I haven't lost a pound in eight months. Uh, and I and I and it's getting very discouraging because I want to be I'm still heavy. Uh, I'm not as heavy as I was, thank God. But uh, my 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 weight loss has stalled. And my doctor said, your this is your body thinks this is a set point. It might be your thyroid. Diabetes can do that to your thyroid, all this stuff. So it's pretty complicated. Um, all right. Now, when when you gave up sugar. If the doctor told me tomorrow, uh, if I keep eating sugar, I'm going to drop dead in a week, I would still keep eating sugar because I tried I try to quit, but a half hour later, I would be on sugar. I have no willpower for it, no strength at all to get off sugar. How did you get off sugar? Because, again, it's, if the doctor told me it was going to kill me, I'd still do it. I've stopped drinking. I've stopped smoking. I've stopped opiates. Stopping sugar is tough. You do – there is a withdrawal, and you do crave it. And what you have to do is you have to increase your lean protein, which is what I did. And after about, I would say lean protein, a lean protein, lean. And after about three weeks, I stopped craving sugar. And to this day, I don't Uh, unless I eat sugar, uh, which happens occasionally. You know, Halloween comes around and uh, you go to the movies There's an M&M thing there. Uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not I don't do it a thousand percent of the time, but sometimes you cheat. And that can kind of, kind of reawaken the monster that wants sugar, and you have to fight it a little, a little bit again. Now, what but, you're doing with, with like no sugar ice cream is not to me that'd be like smoking. If I was trying to give up uh, a cigarette, smoking a non nicotine cigarette, like all that's going to make me want to do is have a real cigarette. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, you know what? It, 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 <laughs> I, I agree with you. If it if it's terrible, yeah, absolutely, you're going to want to go out and get some uh, Ben and Jerry's or whatever, but. Uh, the, the ice cream that I made and make is so unbelievably good that uh, at the end of my episode this week, uh, the actor, Dave, Dave B. Park, who, who's, uh, who played Mr. Jingles, the ice cream man. He can't make that up. Actually, I did make that up. Um, he comes in at, at, in, the, in the ending credits. He's eating the ice cream and we have some comedy. Uh, but recently he said to me, as you know, when I, when I eat that ice cream, I could not believe that was sugar free. He said it was absolutely the best ice cream. And he said it was indistinguishable. And if you can get it to that level, then you're not going to care if it's, you're not going to go out and 
crave sugar. You, you're and getting what was it? it was cookies and cream. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I got some what about fruit. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I haven't had a piece of fruit in five years. Why is that bad for you? Well, I don't know how to count it, and I, I, um, I, I that may be a little bit of an exaggeration. I think I, I think I've had um, uh, Granny Smith apples. See, but for ice cream now, sugar free. Sugar-free cookies and cream. I mean, cookies. I think sugar, but there, fruit. there's, there's cookies on the market that I found, and um, that are they're they're more expensive than Oreos. Oops, shouldn't say that. Oh, I, I, you know, cream cookies, and that's what they are. Uh, they're like they're for sixteen cookies. It's ten dollars. It's a lot of money. I'm well, not. I, and when it comes to ice cream, I would definitely want some more. If I can't have like real dark. Rich chocolate. You wouldn't know the difference. Absolutely not. I, I it's one of the, my favorite treats. It's I, I I make ice cream. It usually lasts a week. I'm like, is it worth ten dollars a week? All right, yeah. Here's what you do. You 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 put some in an envelope and send it to me in New York, and, and when it gets here, I'll, I'll I'll check it out and let you know. In an envelope? Yeah. Okay, I'll make sure it's padded. Ma- mail it to me. Uh, Forty six Valentine Road, Shoreham, New York. Matt Media, care uh, Matt Napple, care Matt Media. Forty six Valentine Road, Shoreham, New York. I wonder if I can sell it with dry, send it with dry ice. I wonder if it would get there and still be frozen. You know what? There's a candy place that does that. They sent they sent me uh, all time candy or something. I was ordering something from the sixties. I think it was Turkish taffy or something. But oh. I ordered it in the summer, and they sent it packed in dry ice. So it wouldn't really, yeah. The Turkish taffy used to stick to my teeth. I used to hate it. I know, but uh, bottom of Turkish taffy. Right, but I I, I loved. Their banana and vanilla uh, stuff. I used to get the banana. My mom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, uh, ice cream I would be big on, but and I, 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 it's one of my it's one of my childhood like addictions that I never gave up. And uh, I know it's bad for me, but I still have to have it every once in a while. I crave it. But if I could eat a healthier ice cream and not tell the difference, I probably well, would. Here's the caveat. Here's yeah. the caveat. The ingredients in this ice cream is heavy cream, half and half, urethritol, or it's 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 uh, sold on the name of Swerve. Uh, Wait, vanilla. What, what is it? Urethritol. It sounds like... Uh... I know what it sounds like. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> it comes from the urethras of, of moose in the wild. And no, <laughs> it, it, it's basically it's basically a form of alcohol called it's basically called sugar women. alcohol. Yes, sugar alcohol. The thing is, and it tastes very sweet, and it measures exactly like sugar. Here's the thing, though: when you ingest it, your body doesn't process it, so it doesn't affect your blood sugar at all. But you get the full sweet taste, no aftertaste. The thing is, so it's you, you're not in, you're not really involving your glycemic index. But there's a lot of calories in heavy cream, in the half and half, and of course, even uh, even the uh, you, you, even the you, low, you've used up your big word quoted. I don't want to hear one more big word out of you. The rest of this, <laughs> no more big words. Well, you you kind of, kind of overdid it here a little I, bit. I'm I, sorry, I, me me talk small now. It's it's uh it's it's driving up my uh, insulin from just. I didn't know. I well, I don't even know what I do. What was it? Urethritol. Urethritol, glycine, whatever. Whatever. I see index. Yeah. Sorry. We have to keep it dumb for the audience. Not. For yeah. Me. I understand all these words. It's not me. Neat it's dumb. The, it's the audience. Um, yeah. But urethritol sounds like just you know. I know. Sounds like you got it from a tall woman. 
And I'm you're, you're, and I'm wondering if I'm saying it wrong, but I don't know. I think it's too fast. <laughs> okay, now that would be even worse. You're I know. Using up your big word quota and not even pronouncing them correctly. Yeah, that that would be me. Uh, that's that's very typical. But well, um, we could probably boost bump it up a little bit just for this show. The the uh, big word quota, but you know, no, it, we don't want to get away. So the thing is, the one the one thing, and I say it in my show is, yeah, this is not going to affect your blood sugar, but there's calories in this, yo. So monitor that. You can't just eat the whole. Because I make a you know a quart and a half at a time. Uh, you if you, you can't eat all that, that's that's like four or five thousand calories if you eat all. I have I just eat enough to satisfy myself, and I put it back in the freezer. That, that's you, you got you have to be careful. Right. Uh, so well, I you know. So your your prime target prime target audience for this is it is it does it, do they have to be diabetics uh, or no? It's any anybody, right? Anybody, any you know anybody who wants to learn how to uh, it, it, there is healthy cooking involved. I use air fryers a lot. I used to use them primarily, but now I use them now and then. Um, and uh, the emphasis is on, you know, uh, using, you know, it, it's not going to be a high in saturated fat. It's going to be lower in calories a little bit sometimes or a lot and definitely uh, no car low carb. Um, and I, I find there's a lot of people interested in this. Uh, a lot of younger people are interested in it, too, uh, uh, I find. So my, my audience kind of spans a whole bunch of demographics. I'm sorry. That's that's bad, though. Well, I'm, well, bad for business. This is what I'm finding out. And I'm not saying this to be like a smart answer, but every with my sponsorship and every every business I approach, they want a really narrow de demographic. They want to know that uh, rather than have a hundred thousand listeners that are all over the map. They'd rather you have one thousand passionate about one thing listeners who that they can pin down. It's all males between twenty five and twenty seven, or something crazy like that. They want a really narrow audience because those are the people who are most likely to take action. And so, in, in this business, in the podcasting or uh, digital media, it's better to have a smaller passionate and really narrow audience than it is to have the widest net possible and be bringing and this is my challenge this is what i'm finding out constantly well to tell you the truth when i look at the analytics of my of my episodes the majority is over 40 but it does span even younger yeah but the majority i would say is over 40 pre-diabetic overweight well, even, that, before, even before I was, uh, you came on tonight, I was thinking about for my show, my morning show, really uh, how can I get a better handle on narrowing down specifically, not the audience I want to have, the audience I do have. Who's, who are the most likely to actually take action for what type of products in order to uh, kind of monetize it? And it's a big thing that's been weighing on my mind because – uh, with the with the wide nets that I have been casting, I'm just not really satisfied in in the business end of it. And I'm all, I'm to the point where I I, I want to have a conversation about um, bringing on a business manager, cutting cutting them in on the business, but they'll they'll handle because I'm not a business person. It's not what I love doing, and I hate doing this kind of. Uh, you know, analytics and finding out specifically and how to, and all the research, market research that has to go into it and then the pitching and all that stuff. 
So that's the thing that's been on my mind a lot. So even before this conversation, I'm just sharing with you what I'm finding. No, it's something that I've been dealing ever since I, the streaming network that I was a part of uh, discontinued. Uh, I've been trying to figure out the next step. Where do I go? I mean, I, I even get, like you said, you, you're very nice in saying I'm persistent, but part of you was like, maybe I just shut it down. I've been, you know, I have 104 episodes produced and I'm like, uh, I mean, I've been doing this a long time, but, um, I really love doing it. So when I decide to keep on doing it, the next thing I've realized, okay, if I'm going to do it, let's, you know, treat it like a business, exactly what you're saying. And it's really hard. Uh, to do that because there's so many things that have to be accounted for. It's not just demographics. It's like, you know, it's a lot to handle. Plus, you know, you're producing the show at the same time. Right. Yeah. No, nobody sees all that work that you got. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, it's not, you know, it's, it's more, the, the only thing not being on the streaming network that I didn't run is now, uh, I had the freedom to do whatever the hell I want. That's good. Did they tell you, you, did they ever once say to you, Craig, don't do this, don't do that. Oh yeah, Likewise. yeah. They they criticize my kitchen. They go, you know, your kitchen looks like shit. Buy me a new you one, know, uh, huh? Yeah. Buy well, I did one. say that. No, what they said is, well, most of most of they said most of our uh, our talent actually rent rent out rent out um, Airbnbs to shoot their episodes. I'm like, okay, uh, give me the money to do that, and I'd be happy to do that. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I I made my kitchen a character. I call it the world's smallest and oldest kitchen. I call it that. And even on my promotion material, it says. Does this look like does this look like a professional kitchen? No, and your viewers don't have one either. You know, because like I said, it's supposed to be food anybody can do. So uh, yeah, they did that. Also, I did a promo. It's one of my favorite promos where I'm I'm like, welcome to my show. And and I've been standing in this beautiful kitchen. I mean, super modern. Oh, yeah, I go, yeah, welcome yeah. to my and it, it, it stands out and it's a green screen. Yeah. And then I walk into my kitchen. They said, Craig, that's too depressing. <laughs> it's too depressing to walk into your kitchen. I'm like, what do you mean? It's a joke. What are you talking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm of the because uh, I, I, I don't agree with them. I think uh, if the content is good, the set really isn't that important, especially for a cooking show. I mean, but um, yeah, and I uh, use I, angles, overhead shots. I use all that stuff, and the they only gave me one thing that was just true. They they used to hate because I used to cook with a little cutting board over one of my sinks and i would put my dirty dishes on the left side of the sink and that kind of looked gross so i had to get a whole new top so that doesn't even show anymore i i did like that note that note's good um yeah yeah no <laughs> but, but the thing is, my whole show is about fun and poking fun if something goes wrong play it you know especially if i screw up the food i'll play it if i make a mistake i'll point it out have you, know, you seen I, henry's kitchen henry phillips no Oh, you gotta you gotta watch some episodes of Henry's Kitchen. Henry uh, Henry's one of the funniest guys on the fucking planet. But um, his cooking segments, uh, he does a Henry's Kitchen, which is you could tell it's like he his uh, production values are using Final Cut templates, the stuff that came with the original Final Cut Pro kind of thing. Uh, but the content is intentionally fucking up. Good dishes oh, really? and, and making the food look like it. Yeah, I wouldn't eat that on on my work if I was starving. Just got off a of, uh, uh, desert island and hadn't eaten in six years. I wouldn't eat that. Uh, <laughs> but and but he's cracking jokes during the whole time, and it's very dry way of doing it. And it's yeah. just like what not to do in cooking. 
but it, it's, it's it's really fun. I will yeah. I will check that out. I don't I don't like to watch shows that are close to what I do because I don't I don't want to emulate. He's not close to what you do. He's yeah, the, that's the he's thing. Yeah, the antithesis. Although I've seen people, I've seen people copy from me, and I, I was, I'm kind of flattered, but kind of pissed. It's, it's kind of like the Amy Schumer syndrome. Um, it, I, I've saw, I, I have a, a friend of mine did a really nice cartoon logo for me, and I make it as a bug in the lower, in the lower, uh, uh, I guess, right side of the screen. And all of a sudden, this guy gets a cartoon thing of him, puts him lower. I'm like, okay, all right, and we both concentrate on low carb stuff. I'm like. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch him anymore. It was it was it was irritating me. Um, yeah. Hmm. Who yeah, would you figure artists artists being uh, not not all that supportive of each other's platform? But <laughs> well, I'm not unsupportive. I just I'm like, okay, you obviously saw what I was doing and you did that. It would have been nice if you reached out and said, hey, look what you know. I, not, I've I've had several. Possible. Not possible that it was what what do they call it in, in comedy with joke theft? Uh, what the the Oh, um, consecutive thought or something like that? Yeah, or? something like that. Yeah. Um, no. I mean, his logo <laughs> His logo even looks like mine. I'm like, come on. What the well, so does Hack Oddities, but he, I know he's not copying off of you because I know I know him. He, he wasn't even aware of you when he had that. Uh, uh, he's got the, He's got a little uh, cartoon. Yeah, I, I copied off him. <laughs> So that's how it works. You weren't even aware of him at that point, so no. I'm not even aware of myself at this point, Matt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, but it's it, it, the thing is, uh, what I love about this, it's just me being me, and uh, what it is is this is if you ever want to see the heart of me as a performer, this is it. Everything, this is everything I am. I mean, uh, without the curse words, because I do I do it family friendly. I I don't know why I chose to do that, but I've I have and I don't. The, the worst thing I'll do is I'll curse and I'll bleep it out like the Goldbergs. That's I know you don't watch them because you don't have TV, but it's a very funny TV show. Yeah, that's that's it. I'm clean uh, on on the podcast. I'm potty mouth. I've been accused to be of talking about graphic sex, and I I still am trying to figure that one out. So, um, uh, graphic it's right, sex too graphic when you, when you draw it. Is that what graphic <laughs> sex? Is? You know what it is, Matt. When you're a gay guy. And you mentioned sex to other straight guys, like, oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh, too graphic, too graphic. I said, we were necking. Oh, no, oh, oh, one of those things. And to them, that's graphic. I'm like, yeah, that's not graphic. You want to hear graphic? Oh, no. Uh, no. no, I don't want to hear graphic. No, I, I would never I'm say not it. hetero, not homo, not. No, I would yet. never do graphic, but that, I get accused well, of I it. I hear enough of it. You know, I hear all of it. It's all uh, people. How do you hear enough of it? What do you got that porn channel on in the background? What, what? No, people want to talk about that. You know, oh, intimate? People, no, on, I mean, on the no. Morning show all the time. I mean, I hear and oh. and from women, I hear it more than I actually guys who talk about it. I mean, I don't need all the details. Uh-oh. No, <laughs> if I say if I if I say if I say we 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 uh, we we dated last night and we got intimate. Oh, oh, oh you know, it, it's 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 like come on, that's not graphic. That's like no, you know, no. I mean. Alice, Alice, Alice could say that on the Brady Bunch, and they'd be okay with it. You know, it's uh, no anyway. like graphic for me is like a, a, a couple of well, it was last week uh, we had a comedian buddy on, and Kiara uh, respond. She did not respond well to him. She didn't like him at all, and she oh. said, uh, "I feel like I need to shove a bidet up my ass and squirt it out my <laughs> mouth." That's great. <laughs> not what I'm drinking, man. <laughs> 
that's what I mean about graphic. Uh, vodka I, I, up the nose. Vodka like, up the nose. Not good. I, I, I don't. I don't need to. Uh. Yeah, no. Neither do I. I hate that stuff. But you know what? My my straight friends do it all the time, and I don't say anything. Yeah. Uh, you know, mainly because I'm getting off on it. But seriously, no. I mean, yeah. I I I agree with you. I do. Uh, and well, and I, I actually had a friend I went out to lunch with, who I who I shared. The, the one of the reasons why we even hooked up is because I first noticed him in a commercial and I thought he was attractive. That's all I said. And then at, at, when we're having lunch, like months later, he goes, "You know, you you really, you know, you were so graphic with how we met. It really made me feel uncomfortable." Eh? Graphic? I wasn't graphic at all. So I, yeah. I think there's just I think there's different rules of engagement. I think I, I'm not aware of that. I have to get used to. I gotta uh, think about that because uh, hetero guys don't don't like to to be told they're attractive. I know. What's with that? <laughs> you know, you know what I think it is. I, I, here's what I really think it is: a heterosexual guy. If a, if a gay man says, "Oh, I think you're very handsome," he's going to think he appears gay. No, for think. me. For me, it's like, why is it always old lady, old ladies, and gay guys that think I'm hot? Why can't it be hot young women? But, <laughs> but that's, it's not. It's not like I'm threatened by it. It's just like, why? It's like you know. Odds are they do, but they're not as forward. Uh, my my mom, no, gave me, no, my mom gave me a big education of being an old lady. When she got to be about 70, she said, you know what? I'm 70. I can say whatever the F I want. And she did. So older people get a pass because they'll say whatever they want. There's no repercussions for them. Right. Um, gay guys, uh, I, a lot of gay guys I know have have balls of steel. And sometimes I'm surprised they don't get beat up. But I'm not saying that to be funny. No, uh, no, I, I I agree. I mean, I know a lot of them who, who push things too far. And I'm surprised right. a lot of them don't get beat up a lot. Right. You know? But that's and that, not me. Long shot. Well, that's that's a male thing because a male to a woman can can be that pushy, but not you're generally not afraid they're going to get beat up for it. Or there's right. no there's no threat of getting beat up. If I hit on a woman constantly, or she can be annoyed, she might ask a brother uh, or a boyfriend right. or or somebody to beat me up. But she, I'm not worried. She's going to beat me. Up. My my ex had this saying, which I think is hysterical, but it's really how he felt. You know, because my friend, I had a friend staying with him, a straight friend, was staying with him in his house. And uh, my ex mentioned how he thought he was appealing. And I said, yeah, I, I wouldn't cross that line with him. I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> you know, and he goes, and this is exactly what he said. He went, well, you know, even spaghetti is straight until it gets hot. <laughs> I go, yeah, and your nose is straight right now, and you want to leave it that way, right? <laughs> Seriously. Oh, well. uh, speaking of your straight friends, uh, <laughs> uh, the dudes on that. Now, do you have a woman on Big, uh, Big Bad? Jan Karam. Big Bad Broadcast, is that it? Yeah, we have Jan Karam, who's who's uh, still a touring comedian. And uh, she's she's one of our regulars, and she's she's actually uh, I, I think she's not going to be on our show tomorrow because she's off. I think she's in Ohio doing gigs. What's her name? Jan Karam, K A R A M. And she's a she's a road dog. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's a road. Definitely, she's a she's a road warrior, and um, 
She's very funny. I mean, she's been on. She's also an actress. She's been on Seinfeld. She's been on. Uh, she's been on um, um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, yeah, she's she's got some. some so get her on, tell her to be on my morning show. To, no, don't ask her. Tell her. Tell you. Tell her. Listen. Uh, you have to do it. There's no questions about it. Um, and I'm just not telling I'm not asking you uh, if you will. I'm asking when uh, you're going to be on. So just what time does your morning show start? It's uh, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern. But so they don't have to be there at the start. They could be there at 10 a.m. Oh, okay. Or 10.30 right. a.m. if really, if it's necessary. You know. All right. I'll tell you. She, yeah, definitely. And, um, yeah, she's a... Uh, she, she's she's very very funny. She's uh, um, uh, she has a one woman show. Um, she, she, I mean, we we had her on as a guest, and the chemistry was just so organic. We asked her if she wanted to be a regular cast member, and she said, "Yeah." Now, are you still having guests on? Why? You have, so you have five co-hosts, and you're still having guests on? Yes. So yeah, we are. Like yeah, we had we had we had Patty Rossborough on uh, last week. And uh, she's one of my favorite comics of all time, and it was so cool to have her on. Um, uh, we it, we've had uh, we've had you know actors. We had Bill Smitrovich. We had uh, Daniel Roebuck. Daniel Dan's playing actually Grandpa Munster in the new um, in the new. Uh, I thought Munster. Ted Cruz was doing that. Maybe I was. <laughs> Ted Cruz actually looks more like Al Lewis. You're right. Yeah, yeah. but he can't act. Uh, but Dan can. Uh, Dan he's been acting cool. quite a bit. Who? Ted, Ted Cruz. He's been acting. Yeah, acting like an asshole. But anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. I didn't get to the <laughs> Exactly. Uh, but I did. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, but yeah, so, so we, we it, and um, yeah, so it, it's, uh, we, we do occasionally, but now when we get somebody who's like, a, what, what we prefer to do now, because Jan's not going to be here tomorrow, and uh, and actually Joe, uh, Joe, who uh, is uh, Joe Silky, is uh, off on assignment. So we have somebody who's a guest, and they just jump in, and they become part of the part of the group for the day. I like that off on assignment. What did you assign him to do? <laughs> he, he's a, he's actually a very highly in demand graphic. I know. I, I, yeah, I know he is. But that that's a that's choosing to do something on his own. That's not. Yeah, that means he's busy. Yeah, we assigned you something. You're, we assigned you to be busy. No, we <laughs> J- J- Joe 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 uh, Joe doesn't say much on the show. But when he does, it's friggin' hilarious. That's all I'm gonna say. Now, is he still on Long Island? He's a Long Islander, right? Yes, yes he is. He's in Nassau County. Wow. I can get more specific, but his fans would flock to no, his house. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't want to do that. Well, well, he might like that, but no, I'm not gonna do that. All right, yeah. uh, we're all over the place. Yeah. So, uh, what else is there to talk about? We got, we got ten minutes. Uh, well, what else, um, what else are we talking about. Uh, I you you want to talk about the Mets or do you rather not? Uh, well, I think we said all it. Yeah, we covered we said, it. I mean, basically, what's going to happen? And I'm I am serious about this. That by by Fourth uh, of July, they're going to be out of first place, and then um, the reality will set in. Uh, I do think the Atlanta Braves are going to win the East, and I think at the end of the season. Uh, Met fans are going to be like, oh, you know, fuck that. I'm never watching them again. And then next spring, they're going to have a hot start and everybody's going to be sure they're going to win the World Series. And I'm going to have to uh, say it all uh, over again. Well, I would agree with you, except I don't. And <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing that you're not here's the thing you're not factoring in. And uh, I'm factoring I, in. You're talking about the listen, pitchers coming back. They're not coming back. They're, they're both going to die in the next 
two days or something, or their arms are going to fall off, or they're going to get ass cancer or something. But they're not, never coming. J- Jacob DeGrom. Are you never- wishing ass cancer on Max Scherzer? No, I'm not wishing it. I'm just saying they they are doomed. They are cursed. Uh, they are they ruin intentionally ruin make people weak by with this pitch count nonsense that it, you know. Don't get me started on that. That's not the Mets' fault. That's Major League Baseball. Uh, but the Mets are hyperactive with it. Like yeah, they're not the 80, only one. 80, 89 pitches last night. Right and he, today, ninety three oh, pitches right? he's out in the eighth yeah. inning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want to tell you the thing. Tell me, tell me the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. The twenty twenty two Mets are not the twenty twenty one Mets. All right, they're not. I didn't. They're not. The they they are much. They're a much better offensive team. Now they haven't had Degrom the whole year. They haven't had Scherzer for two thirds of the year. And right now they're 47 and 29, and they still have the best record in baseball. Now you're telling me that when no, Scherzer not comes back, the Yankees have the best. I'm sorry, National League. Yeah. When they come back, when they come back, when Scherzer comes back, and he's he's about to come back in five days, and I'll give you the caveat that Degrom has a further distance, but let's just say they both come back. If you got Degrom and Scherzer on top there. I'm sorry, dude. I mean, yeah, the the Braves are a good team, but and you know what? Um, the Mets, if if the Braves win today, the the Mets lead is going to be three. And yeah, they could be out of first by if they completely collapse over the next couple of days. They could be out of first, but no, I, I'm predicting they will be. You want to put money on that? Um, I don't have any money. Uh, I was going to say call <laughs> Vegas. I don't have any money either. <laughs> Go call a sports book. I have no idea, but uh, no. I, I, no, the reason, the real reason, I don't want to put money on that is that then I'd have to root for it to happen because I'd want my money, and I don't want to. I don't want to root for it to happen. I, I want my money. No, I um, I, I, you know what? I, I, I as far as being cursed, uh, I, I can't. You know, I, I look. I feel it. I, I, I remember. I remember two thousand seven, two thousand eight. It was two of the worst back to back years ever. With those, you know, last two weeks of the season collapses. I mean, I think I the Mets had a six. They had a six-game lead in 2007, and they lost it in the last what eight games? Yeah, yeah. It, it leaves scars. It, yeah, so I understand. I, I feel the same way, but I, I'm optimistic and hopeful. And that's what being a Met fan is. It's, it's fooling yourself into thinking that well, to have hope, and then and then basically uh, at the end of the season, you, you're kind of like. Well, how could I ever? I'm never gonna again. Next, and then spring training comes around, and you're right back there. Yeah. Well, how can you? I mean, how you know? People treat the Mets right now like they're the Detroit Tigers. They're not. They're a much better team than that. I don't know. It's only only this much is separating the Mets from the Detroit. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You look at I've, always, I've always said that it's it, the best team in baseball to the worst team in baseball is really a, a, a well. That's slipper. true. We have seen teams go from last place to, to the World Series in one year. We have seen that. Yeah, and and, and the, the truth of it, it's a lot of it is luck. A lot of it is breaks. I mean, you can right. talk about Schedule, you scheduling, scheduling, uh, and then uh, ownership being willing. Like I know Cohen is different than Wilpon. But my brother brought this up. You know, this guy, he's got, he's got more money than God. He says he's not afraid to pay, make some deals. He's got minor league players that are uh, that are 
ripping the and he's bringing up Dom Smith. Like, what the fuck? I mean, give this guy up. He's he's a good minor league player. Put put man, he can be a minor league all star for the rest of his life. I'll tell you what. You say the Mets are going to be out of first base by July fourth. That's Monday. By the All Star break, Dom Smith is going to be on another team. They're going to trade him for pitching. Guarantee it. Him or Davis. I think it would be stupid to trade Davis, but it's but there be are so many. So and my brother brought this up today about how many how many good players won off their teams and like make them an offer, make them an offer. Okay? Go get some pitching because well, it's not team- just it's not just the Grom and uh, and. Um, and Charger, the other pitcher, uh, what's his name, is also down. Tyler yeah. McGill? Yeah, McGill. So, I mean, so the three best pitchers are down, and the guy's not making a move to kind of do anything. It's just settling for, okay, we'll just put in the and next. So right now the Mets are holding on to first base with, with uh, Tim, uh, I, think, well, I can't think of his first name, with Bassett and Carrasco as their lead pitchers. And you have to throw in, you have to throw in Walker today, who pitched right. fantastic. So – I, I'm sorry. There's substance there, and there's depth. It's just that they've scraped the bottom of the barrel so far already this year. Yeah, they but have. you say they're holding on to first place, but they were uh, they had a what 11 game lead not that long ago. <laughs> well, you know, you, you got to give the Braves some credits for winning 14 or 15 in a row. I that's, definitely do give the Braves some. Credit. You know, that's and you know that, that, that that's pretty. Braves that's have never been point. cursed. They've never been cursed. Well, they lost Freeman. That was pretty they've, they've had shitty years. They've had really shitty years. But when they look like a winner, they always come through. They never, they never let their fans down, and, and they never break hearts in Atlanta the way the Jets or the Mets do in New York. They don't. They why don't do you, have- Why do you think the Mets are jinxed? What do you think? The sixty nine was their. This is the penance for sixty nine. No, I just say I, I, it's, it's Queens. It's flushing. It's the attitude. It's it's the fans who. That's why I'm so much, always put posting negative shit because I think the fans uh, jinx them with their, their and they have winning the World Series in April. You can't go. You can't be full of yourself in April and think that you're you're serving the team. You have to always. Don't you of, remember the '86 Mets? They put out a video. Let's go, Mets. I mean, it's like. I'm like, you guys haven't won anything yet. What are you doing with this video? Um, yeah. But uh, but that was the year because the um, Patriots and the, the first the Bears did it with the, yeah the Bears did the the, the, the and, and then the stuff. Patriots New England and we and now so that's the same era and so everybody was doing those stupid promotional videos of yeah I was waiting, I'm waiting, I was waiting for another one to come out this year the polar the polar bear shuffle or something like that. <laughs> The, the, the Lindor Waltz, whatever they're going to call it, but um, yeah, no, and and if you've gone to a Met game, which I know you haven't because you're out in L.A., but have you gone to a Dodger game? I have. Yeah, is it just is it the same? Because Met games are not about baseball in any way. When you go there, it's all about nonsense going on between innings and food and. Uh, you know buffets and all this kind of stuff. Same at Dodger Stadium. Plus they, plus Dodger Stadium actively does the wave, and they have dozens of beach balls being hit around. Yeah, that that shit drives me crazy. Oh, let's follow you know a race on a kids racing on the field like that's duck game uh, behavior when you have you know little kids from the stands running around the bases or something stupid like that. That's you know, give me a I thought, I thought you meant, duck game for that. I thought you mean like the Long Island Ducks, right? Yes. That's what you mean? Yes. 
Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I baseball pe- baseball is very very aware of people people's attention spans being like this this long. I get so it. So they got to constantly be doing stuff to keep people's eyes on the field, or else yeah. they're going to be in their phones. Or I'm but not you know, ha- I'm not happy with any of it. I, and I don't, know, don't, I know they, I'm not the. They want to appeal to younger people, but this whole everything, the DH in the National League, the guy on second base when in extra innings, all of it, just stop, stop. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of. Uh, I actually, I'm surprised how quickly I got used to the DH, but I'm not a fan of the runner on second base. I hated the seven inning double double headers. I'm glad they got rid of that. Uh, and then, then the big bases next year. Are they going to say Tonka on the side? What do you mean big bases? It's, I, I don't know. It just feels they're going to have bigger bases. Wait, I did not know that. Big, yeah. They're going to ruin it more. They bigger just, bases so they don't hurt the players. Now, uh, what's your take on the, on the cheating, uh, the pitchers cheating? Uh, are you hip to that whole the pitchers cheating stuff? The rotation I, I, on the yeah. ball. They're using, they're using some kind of uh, rougher or something to make to increase the rotation on the ball. To, all they need is pine tar. Huh? All they need is pine tar. I think, it was, I think it was pine tar. Some kind of sticky. You know, some, right. Something that increases increases your grip where you can get a, a higher rotation rate on the ball. Right. Uh, Garrett, I, I, Cole, Garrett Cole is the number one accused guy as far as what I see on YouTube anyway. Yeah. Uh, you think he's he definitely cheating? No, I don't know if he's cheating anymore. Uh, he might have been cheating. I, I don't. I don't have any evidence on that. Uh, although I did, I did know. I did notice there was a lot more injuries with, with players after that. You know, you have to start using more force to make yeah, it. Who was the guy team. on the Dodgers? The guy on the Dodgers who was the cheater. That uh, he, it was also the wife beater, and now they got rid of him. He's out of baseball now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're Trevor, Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer, right? He yeah, was, no, he was. He was definitely. I think. You know, it, it's it it, it, it the and now they used to used to make the, the players almost strip, you know, the picture on to show they have nothing nothing foreign. Now it's just put, you know they now they just run their hand, you know, and that's they just they just it's like kind of like a little grease shake as they pass the umpire now, and I and I forget who it was. I I don't. I was on the Mets. Somebody got racked for like eight runs. And he's coming off the field, and the umpire reaches out his hand, and the, the pitch looked up like, "You think I'm? You think I was cheating? I just got hit for eight. What, what the hell is wrong with you?" Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think, I think, I think a professional ball player will do anything they can to get an edge. I really do. Uh, I mean, that That's doesn't fair. involve putting stuff in your body. I think people who use steroids and stuff like that, I think they're a different level. But, yeah, um, and the Astros with their cheating thing in the World Series again—it's it's not. It's, well, that's what reflection of all of our society right now. But I, I'm, I'm not happy with all. And, you know, the Astros shouldn't have cheated because, as they're proving against the Yankees and against the Mets, they're a really good team. They don't need to cheat against anybody. <laughs> Seriously, they beat up on the Yankees and they beat know, up on the I, Mets. I know, I know. They're, um, they're an impressive team, man. Well, this Verlander guy, he's been around since I was still following baseball, uh, and he's still Who? good. Uh, Verlander, the, the pitcher. Oh, Verlander. Verlander. 39 yeah. years old. Yeah, and he's still he's still good. That's, you know, it, it's going to be a while before we see another Nolan Ryan, but it's good to see guys 39, 40 still. Yeah, I mean, he's got 235 lifetime wins. Uh, that's not very common. I mean, um, 
he may he has a he has a good shot at hitting 250, and I think that's going to be the new 300 pretty right. soon. Nobody else is close to Verlander, I don't think. I think even Kershaw only has like 140. You know, it's not, it's how, not many, really, how many does Grom have? And he's already all he's seven. Already, yeah, it's seven lifetime wins because yeah. he's always getting no decisions. I know, but he's already <laughs> old. He's not because he, he, we've been waiting on this like amazing like um, like season that just like is just like a, a, you know one you know, one for the record books, and he's already uh, thirty one years old. Right? Thirty five. No, Degrom is thirty. He just had his thirty fifth birthday. Holy fuck! So he's done. Well, here's the thing. Uh, two years ago, when he won, he had an ERA. What was the ERA? Like one point six something. I don't know. Um, he he was amazing. Um, and he went. I think he went eleven and ten because the Mets had no offense. Yeah. If he was if he was healthy and pitched the way he pitched that year, this year he'd already have thirteen wins, fourteen but wins. What, what was he like? A twenty eight year old rookie or something? <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, he came up in 2014, um, and right. he and, and yeah, and he was like 26. So yeah, that's about right. He had Tommy John surgery also. That's what kept him out for a year, and he was right. also a shortstop first, and they converted to be a pitcher. Hmm. And Scherzer is 37, going on 38. Yeah, so they're they're done. They're done. These well. Are the good- the- they hired. They got Scherzer for what? Two years? I don't know. Two or three. They. Right. He's a win now guy. Let's win now. That's what they're going for. They're trying to get the World Series this year or next year. That's what they want. Hmm. And they let they let Michael Conforto go, which I think was a good move. But why do you think that was a good move? I think it's a good move, uh, frankly, because um, don't they need it, another bat right now? Well, Ster- who would you rather have playing in your right field right now? Would you rather have Sterling Martin, Sterling Martin, or Martin, or or would you rather have Michael Conforto? Conforto was one of the most inconsistent players the Mets ever had. Uh, he would have tremendous years, and then the next two years he could barely bat two twenty. Right. Don't they need help at DH? No. No. Well, they they have a, they have they have uh, Dom Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, I yeah, I stopped myself. If you noticed, uh, <laughs> uh, well, ideally going to this year, they thought that Dom Smith and JD Davis would be the platoon at DH. At DH. And I like JD Davis. I he I, I still think he's a good player. He just needs to play every day. Um, Dom Smith, I think he's another head case. You know, because sometimes, you know, in 2020, he he had MVP type numbers, and since then, he's just been in the toilet. I don't know why. Maybe he's putting too much pressure on himself. I I was in all these rooms, all these uh, these chat rooms during the off season, and people were calling for the Mets to trade Pete because Dom was the first baseman of the future. Wow! And I'm like, are you insane? That that does sound crazy. So, I know. Uh, um, Degrom has what 198 wins lifetime. Oh no, 77. Yeah, he's not even 100. 77 and 53, and people are calling him the greatest of all. I've on Twitter every day somebody calls him the greatest of all time. Well, like he a guy who has 77 wins cannot even be considered in in the realm well, of yeah. like Sandy Koufax, Nolan Ryan, Tom Seaver. Uh, you know, I could go to on and on. Well, because now they're not, now they're looking at the analytics of pitching, and and now they're saying that wins no longer have the weight that they used to have in figuring out a pitcher's value. 
I think it has. I, I think wins are very important to a of pitcher's value because the whole point about baseball is winning a game. Right. He's got two hundred ninety-five wins. Nolan Ryan had what four thousand? I mean, strike, strikeouts. Strikeouts. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, Nolan Ryan had over five thousand strikeouts. Five thousand. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. It's uh, it, 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 is Degrom one of the best pitchers the Mets have ever had? Yeah. Um, but he, you know, now, that, he, that's a big statement, even itself. If you look at oh, the, it is. I mean, you got well, who Seaver, Mickey Lolich, you have Oral Hershiser, you had uh, Brett Saberhagen, you had David Cohn. Um, uh, you can go down the list. I mean, they've had some really amazing pitchers. The, the only people I would not match DeGrom up with on the Mets' lifetime roster is Doc Gooden, his first three years, or Tom Seaver, any year. Uh, but I, I think I think I think he competes the first two pitch. years. The third year he really wasn't. It wasn't that. Good. Uh, the third year was uh, eighty six. He went uh, eighteen and right. But you could also yeah, he was already starting to. Yeah. eighty five was his best year. Eighty five was, was twenty four and four, and in eighty four he was seventeen and nine. Yeah, so but yeah, but I would I would put Degrom up against Gooden after eighty six, and I would put up uh, I wouldn't wouldn't put him up against Seaver at all, um, and I think that that's how dominant he has been. As you, far you as his rank him is better than Oral Hershiser, not yeah. as a Met, but Oral Hershiser's complete career. No. no, yeah, no, only because Earl Hershiser had something that he didn't have. First of all, he had a World Series MVP, and second of all, uh, and second of all, he had longevity, which which right now that's one thing that uh, Degrom doesn't have. Uh, but that's Mike, not that's not, that's not his fault though. Mikey says, has any Met pitcher been there for five years? Seaver was there for five years. Jerry Kuzma oh, was yeah. there for more than five years. Um, Seaver was there from 67 to 75. Kuzma was there from 68 until 77. Um, how, how long was Cone? I think Cone was just about five years. From Cone, Cone was there from 86 to like 92. 87. 87 to 92, sorry. Right, that is five years, though. Um, yeah. And uh, Leiter was there for about five years also. I yeah, I wouldn't put lighter with those. Guys. No, but lighter was a solid performer for the match. He was good. Yeah, yeah. But you uh, know, is he? Is he? Is he? Uh, is he? Is he? And that was he the was problem. Better with the Mets than he was with the Yankees. Yeah, well, that's because he learned how to pitch. When he came with the Yankees, he was just a fireballer. He didn't know how to pitch, and then he hurt his arm, and then he learned how to pitch. Yeah, I remember the Mets. I remember the Yankees were comparing lighter to Gooden when they came up. You know, uh, oh, we have our fireballer too. That, right, I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, just trying to think of other other. I, I think he's right though. I mean, the number of uh, Mets pitchers that have lasted five years. Well, Gooden's. Uh, I mean, Degrom is eight, um, at least eight. Uh, Syndergaard was at least five. Um, he's having a decent year with the Angels, but it's not an elite. It's not an elite year. I don't. I think. The, I don't feel bad. How long, I, was, how, how long was Harvey? Three Harvey years. was 2013 to 2019. That's six years. Yeah, but it I wasn't think, good for all those. But um, I mean, yeah, Harvey's the saddest of them all, man. It's, he he was he was unbelievable. Um, he's sadder than Gooden. No, <laughs> no, that, Dwight Gooden is one of the most tragic cases in the history of sports. I think it's just well, how, how much how much potential he had to what he actually accomplished. It's, it's, it's yeah, but there's also a caveat. Yes, he was involved in drugs and all that, but also, right, right, right. So also, Mel Stolmeyer and David Johnson were trying to adjust his delivery. They didn't want to burn him out because he was only 20 years old in 1985. That's what I mean. And they were trying him. to back him off of his fastball, and I think they effed up his delivery. 
Mets have had a history of fucking people up. <laughs> that, that, that was my. They have. I mean, and, and that, that's my thing with this pitch count too. That's why I think, I think all of Degrom's troubles come from Mets management just babying him. Again, I go back. I go back to an era: Juan Marichal, Nolan Ryan, Tom Seaver, Steve Carlton. All these guys threw till their arms fell off, and they were better on three days rest after they after they pitched 115 innings. I, uh, I think it was Tom Seaver pitched a 10 inning shutout uh, in the World Series, and he threw like 175 pitches. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that year is gone now. I mean, I think he look, he pitched sixteen innings against Juan, Juan Marichal once too. If you look, if you look at the complete games, you know, the, the, um, I, I would I would say that I'll take a random guess. I'll say nineteen sixty eight when he had his best year. Bob Gibson had more complete games in nineteen sixty eight than were probably in the major leagues the past three years combined. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, definitely. That, that's but but that's my point. I think the pitch count makes pitchers fragile. I think. It's like any other muscle. If you and I know the kind of strain your arm goes through in pitching, there. But Nolan Ryan is definitely proof that the harder you do it, for the longer you do it, the stronger you become, and the less you break down. He, but he almost never was injured. Never. Unfortunately, with Nolan Ryan, there is the the ongoing thoughts and and rumblings that he was actually one of the first people to use steroids for recovery, mm. not to bulk up, but for recovery in between starts. Uh, that's and, possible, but he, and he, one of the, very early on. I'll give you an example. One, one of the, when you abuse steroids for a long time, I mean a prolonged time. I'm talking about ten years, twelve years. My mom was on steroids for allergies for forty years. One of the things that can happen to you is a, a heart valve will get calcified. That's one of the things. Ryan had it. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm sure he used steroids early in his career. Had it, and my mom had it. I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna have to ban Mikey from the from the chat rooms now. He just brought up John Franco. He, John Franco uh, pitched. Yeah, he pitched for a long time with the Mets. But you I, know, that's ha- I hated John Franco. I still hate John Franco. Don't ever say John Franco to me again. Why uh, do you hate JF? See, I didn't say it. He, he's he's just a cocky little fuck. He wasn't really that good a pitcher. He always, he blew more games. He came in. He, he blew more games than he saved. As far as what I my perception of him is. Yeah, he's he one, was definitely a Tums. He was definitely one of my a, favorite Mets. He says, "I I hate you. I hate you. You're a dick. Get off my chat. Get out of my chat room. Take you, John Franco, and get the fuck out of here." Uh, I'm sorry. The best reliever the Mets ever had is Tug McGraw. That's the best reliever by what far. Jesse, no Jesse Orozco in his prime. Well, Jesse, would, yeah, yeah, but he didn't have the fire the friggin' McGraw had, man. I mean, people jump. Name name a year, aside from maybe the 1984 Tigers, where the whole team jumped on a reliever's back, like the Mets did in '73. It was insane. I mean, uh, they had William yeah, Hernandez. Yeah, but but look at what you were dealing with in '73. I mean, what they win? They won the, the division with like 84 games. 82 and they were 81 and 79. <laughs> Jumping on his back, and, 500 teams. And they right? led. Here's the thing that people don't remember: they led the A's three games to two in the World Series. They were so close to beating the freaking A's. Yeah, big mistake no. is when Yogi started Matlack in Game Seven. He should have started George Stone. But that's I know like- Yogi for all his greatness on the field was a terrible manager. He definitely was. He's not. It wasn't over till it was over. Yeah, 
Well, and nobody goes to Italian, Italian guy. guy the we're talking about Franco. I know, I know. It's not from no. my neighborhood. It wasn't from I love my Raw. Um, also, um, who was the other guy that must had? Uh, they had they had a, they had a nice tandem in the late nineties. They had Turk Wendell and uh, Dennis Cook. They were really good. And Armando, Armando Benitez. Ted Wendell's father used to drink a bottle of Jack every time his son got brought into the game. Yeah, we all did. <laughs> <laughs> we all did. That's why Frank, I had to. Franco was from problem. Brooklyn. What, what are you asking where Franco from? He was from Brooklyn. No, he's from Queens. He was from Queens? Yeah. I think it was Brooklyn. Come on, let's look this up. I'm going to look this up. Yeah, I think it was Queens because he, he pitched at St. John's with Frank Viola. I know he pitched at, at St. John's. That's. Uh, and Frank Viola went to my high school, uh, and I sat I sat in front of him in health class. Uh, let me see here, uh, John Franco. Wait, it doesn't say where he's born. Where it might be from. Brooklyn. I don't know. Yeah, Brooklyn, nineteen sixty, Brooklyn. Same. Yeah, he. We had the same. We were born the same year. Yeah, and you weren't very good at, on the mound either. So. Who? Uh, you. You aren't very good on the mound. I love mounds, and I'm enjoying. I, no, don't, I don't, don't say I, that. I don't think you are good on the mound. No, I'm. I was a really <laughs> good hitter, though. I, I had a lot of power, and I was a switch hitter too. And don't. That's not a joke. Uh, I was. I, I, <laughs> I batted lefty and righty. Cool. Uh, I was. I actually batted against Frank Viola in batting practice, and I hit one against the batting eye at, at East Mill High School. So. What about Mike Hampton? <laughs> Mike Hampton. I forgot about him. Well, Mike Hampton was the, the 2000 Mets. Uh, that, he was the ace then. Right, right. Brett Saberhagen, how long was he a Met for? Four years. Four he, years. He had, he, and then he, then him and Vince Coleman decided to spray to spray uh, 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 bleach on reporters' clothes. And, and was that him or was that Cone? No, no, it was him. I was, I was a reporter. Was jerk, Cone was jerking off in the bullpen. What? David Cohn was jerking off in the bullpen. I'm not making that up. I'm, I'm gonna. Well, that's why they called him a short man. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I I was in the Met locker room the day after the bleach incident, so I, that's why I remember it was Saberhagen. Well, I, what am I, calling uh, I can't just put Cohn bullpen jerk off. No. <laughs> I never heard that. Uh, yeah. And by the way, you're being very graphic right now. I know I am. Uh, <laughs> David, was David Cohn ever caught masturbating in the New York Mets? I swear I remember the true story from the 1980s, early 90s. A friend Why of mine says it never that? happened, but I remember reading about it. Why uh, would you ever do that? I, I... Tori came out about 10 years ago. Some group of fans, uh, a group of groupie fan went to the Mets bullpen at Shea Stadium and Cohn was fluttering himself in front of her. She sued the Mets, but the case was thrown out of court. Oh, that's why he did it. Hmm. Oh, it was in all the papers in the day, and he—I don't think—I don't remember him ever denying it. I think it was like he said it was consensual, and so in those days that was all you need to—you know—you had to prove it wasn't consensual. So, so yeah, that, so the I Mets hear, were full I, of that kind of stuff at that. I point. hear that David Cohn and Louis C.K. are tight, so it probably makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Sorry. I'm, just, I'm just worn out by this whole thing. But yeah. I think Mikey's right, though. I mean, I'm trying to think of good Mets pitchers for more than five years, and there weren't more than a handful, and they were a long time ago. Kuzman and Seaver. Matlack. Uh, Matlack was on for five years. Sure he was. 70, 72 to 77. 
Hmm. You making that up? Nope. Matt Lex, one of my actually he pitched part of the one of the first games I went to in nineteen seventy one. He pitched a, he pinched a game against the Reds or the Giant. No, the Reds. I remember it was in August and he lost. But I, I think Ron that. Darling was probably around for about five years. Darling went by, I think by eighty nine or ninety he was with the A's or the Rangers. He got traded. Right, but he came up in like 84. He came up when Strawberry came up. The same year, Strawberry. I think 83, 84. 83. Yeah, yeah so he was with the Mets for five. But again, I was that's, at, that's more than 30 years ago. I was uh, at Strawberry's first game. It was fantastic. He went 0 for 4, but he hit a foul home run. Uh, but that game was one of the best games ever. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe we, I got to ask my brother if we work. I, I, I don't, I know we went to a lot of, we were, Thinking Strawberry was going to be much better than he was, obviously, and because uh, you know the, the the New York press had him being the next Millie, Willie Mays and Ted Williams. Yeah, right. No, they did. They said his swing. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. I know. Thing is swing like Ted Williams. I, yeah. I when I saw he was coming up, I remember opening the Newsday like on that morning. I said, "I'm going to the game," and I just I just went because I, I wanted to see this kid play. And uh, well, I remember the Mets were losing by two runs in the ninth. And uh, 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 I think it was Dave Kingman hit a two-run home run to tie it. Then in the tenth, then in the tenth, they went down by another run, and then Newby Brooks hit a solo home run to tie it. Then the thirteenth, George Forster hit a two-run home run to win the game. It was a it was a great game. I remember like being like one of like twelve people left in the stadium, but we were screaming. It was great. Hmm. Dave Kingman. Calm. Yeah, yeah. batted two hundred every year, but hit forty home runs. Yep, and uh, he he would really do well in baseball today since they don't count batting averages heavy anymore. They're, 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 and all these ridiculous stats that they come up with the WAR and all that. That's, WAR OPS. Yeah, fuck that stuff. Didn't. That's that, that's where it's going though, dude. Well, it's going out of my house. It's off. I'm not watching it. I'm not dealing with it. I'm, I'm, uh, that's why I'm so negative on it. It's all their fault. They ruined it. But fuck them. Fuck them. Well, I'm, I'm afraid it's going to get worse before it gets better because I hear that they're really seriously considering uh, doing uh, electronic umpires, balls and strikes. Right. Which doesn't make much sense to me. But uh, yeah. Well, uh, I'm surprised the umpire union lets it happen, but. How could they? How could they let that happen? They can't let that happen. No, I know. Um, yeah. So, all right. I'm, we're ending this program. Uh, tell, to give people off the cuff uh, is on YouTube. Is that where you want them to go? You want to? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah you, you now you can find me. Uh, the show debuts on Saturday at noon Eastern time on Spotify. So you can go to Spotify and see it, or listen to it. Well, not listen to it. But you can see it. Uh, and go to. You can go to my webpage, which is www.offthecuffwithcraigmitchell.com. Or on Facebook, just search for Off the Cuff with Craig Mitchell, and you can find it on Facebook, too. All right, good stuff. Here's what I want you to do. I want Uh-oh. you to call in Mike Francesa. Is he still on WFAN? I don't even know. He's got, like, a podcast or something now. I want you to call him up and give him your Mets stuff, but record it, and then let me hear let me hear how it goes. I'll put, I'll put, can I pretend I'm the mad dog? Hey, yeah. Mikey, how you doing? How you doing today? Hey, Mikey. Hey, Mikey. Hey, dog, I got to tell you, the Mets really suck. I don't really like the Mets today. He, he was a big Conforto fan. I know that because a few times I heard him, he, he he was thinking Conforto was the best guy the Mets had. 
At that time, uh, I heard. Know, left, he, I heard he should have been, but he just he was just, and now he's not playing this year, which is unbelievable. I know. All right. Well, that's Matt, it. thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's, you're it's always a, there for me, my friend. Thank it's, you. It's a pleasure. You're you're, you're welcome back anytime. Uh, next time uh, we'll talk about the Ducks because they're probably the best team in. Oh, in and New the York. BBB, the BBB wants to have you on the show again sometime very soon. Anytime, anytime. Uh, Thank you, sir. Look, look forward to it. All right. Have a good night. We'll see you. All right. Bye. Bye. Craig Mitchell, off the cuff, healthy cooking with Craig Mitchell. You can just go to uh, just Google it, man, or find him on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. He's around. He's around. That's what I'm saying. Now, where you don't want to uh, look for him is WFAN New York or um, uh, whatever, SNL. I think it's SNL. I don't know. I don't even know the, the networks anymore. But um, whatever. That's the show for tonight. I hope you uh, check out Craig's show. Again, it's not just for diabetics. It's for people who like to eat and don't mind cooking their own food. Me, I'm going to go uh, get some pizza and a beer. Call it a night. Thanks for watching. Have a good night. Bye for now.
listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.